BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Soul on Fire listeners. Welcome back to the Balanced Blonde podcast, Soul on Fire. I am overjoyed about today's episode, which I feel like I say every single week, but maybe that's just a testament to loving all of my guests so much. So I know that you guys love these ladies as much as I do. Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick from the Almost 30 podcast, which as you'll hear me saying to them is one of the podcasts that I listen to every single week. Their topics are incredible, so insightful, and they're just really good interviewers, really good listeners, and really cool people. They're funny, they're smart, they're into wellness and spirituality, and Reiki, and all of the awesome things that we talk about here on this show. Something tells me that a lot of people listening probably already know who they are. I feel like our listeners, we have a lot of crossover because we are into all of the same high vibe stuff. So if you're coming from Almost 30 and you're listening for the first time, welcome to Soul on Fire. I love Krista and Lindsay so much and their awesome community. And if you guys are Soul on Fire listeners and you aren't familiar yet with Krista and Lindsay, then you can also head to the first episode that we did together, which was a live episode at the Westfield Century City close to a year ago, April 11th, which is my half birthday, episode 83. So there we kind of go deeper into how almost 30 began, what they were both doing before almost 30, et cetera, et cetera. Today, we kind of dive deep and talk about a whole host of things. We talk about ayahuasca, shocker, because they were actually headed to do ayahuasca not long after we recorded this episode. And by the time this comes out next week, they will have done it. So I'm sure you can catch all the details on their podcast and I cannot wait to hear all about it myself as plant medicine has completely changed my life. So we discussed that. We do talk about how they met and what they were both doing before they started living this soul on fire life. And I really just wanted them here to dive deep with you guys into how they created the life of their dreams because they started this podcast from scratch, came from an idea, 
Krista had a blog. Lindsay was a soul cycle instructor and Krista really wanted to be a soul cycle instructor and it wasn't working out for her, of course, because that wasn't the path that she was destined to be on, but she was destined to meet Lindsay. So I won't spoil the story, but we go into details about that. We go into all sorts of details about everything and we really just catch up. So I can't wait for you guys to hear the episode and hear what you think. Uh, Before we dive into the episode, let me see what kind of updates I have for you guys. I've been loving all of the emails and messages and direct messages and comments about my solo episode on manifesting abundance from two weeks ago. That one was incredibly dear to my heart and doing more solo episodes is my plan moving forward. So I'm still going to have on friends like I've been having for the last few weeks. I had Dara and Jenna on last week talking all about astro cartography and human design, if you haven't heard that. And then of course, Krista and Lindsay today, two incredible friends of mine. And I plan to continue to have friends and people who deeply inspire me on the podcast. So sometimes that's people that I don't know personally, but I also am planning on focusing on solo episodes because if there's anything I've learned from becoming incredibly sick with Lyme and having to pretty much break down my life and rebuild is that I like doing solo episodes. I like doing things quite differently than maybe a lot of other people are doing. I was telling my friend Jessie this today, her episode on the podcast will be out in two weeks that I don't have the same aspirations as a lot of the other bloggers and podcasters that I know. Not to say that everyone's aspirations are the same because everyone's are different, but I really don't aspire to have an office and a team. And I don't want to be really running this big company. I just want to keep creating, connecting with you guys, creating from the heart, always being excited, living my best reflector life, And being a reflector in human design requires me to spend a lot of time alone and a lot of time creating and thinking about creating and creating things in order to create other things and just really being my ultra creative, very, very much homebody self. And solo episodes are such a fun way to connect with you guys while I'm living my best reflector life and share with you what I've learned about manifestation, spirituality, health, wellness, nutrition, all the good stuff. So the other huge update that I have for you guys is that I'm going to be studying something called the Gerson therapy. We talked a little bit about it in last week's episode with Dara and Jenna, but if you don't know what the Gerson therapy is, You're not alone. It was a therapy that was created, well, a diet and a lifestyle that was created by Max Gerson in the 1920s, originally as a way to treat cancer. It's this incredibly detoxifying, healthy, vegan lifestyle where if you're treating chronic illness or cancer, you drink nine to 13 cold-pressed juices a day. So... Currently, that's what I'm doing. I'm using it to treat my Lyme disease. And just for everyone listening, I'm not 
only treating Lyme disease with the Gerson therapy. I'm doing quite a bit of other things as well, but I deeply believe in the healing powers of plants and so many different things have led me down the path of studying the Gerson therapy, using it for myself to treat my own health, but also um, studying it to become a practitioner and a nutrition and detox coach. So at the end of this month, which is really like a week away, where did the month go? I'm going to be going to Canada and participating in a kickoff weekend for the program for the Gerson therapy that I'll be learning. So basically, I have a lot more to share on that front. Next week, you'll hear from Nicolette and myself. She is such an expert in the field of health and specifically in the Gerson therapy and detoxing in general. Um, I'm having her on the show next week. We already had the conversation. You guys are in for a huge treat. So there's just a lot of exciting things happening over here as far as my health it's still pretty low, low energy. Um, a lot of days I look at myself in the mirror and ask myself, how am I going to get through the day? How am I going to get through all these things that I've planned? But because I love my life and I'm very grateful for this life, um, it usually ends up going just fine because I'm surrounded by such kind people and such inspiring people, especially like these two guests of the show today. I was just listening through to the episode and cracking up because Krista and Lindsay are such good podcasters that at part of this conversation, it was more like I was being interviewed than they were being interviewed. And I love them for that. Um, I feel like that Krista specifically was asking me a lot of questions about my ayahuasca journey. And she's so good at coming up with great, insightful questions. They both are. So I feel like no matter who was being interviewed at different parts of this conversation, it was really just a conversation. And if you're new to this podcast, this is a place where I like to have conversations way more so than an interview. My ultimate goal is to just have you, wherever you are in the world, feel like you're hanging out with us and you're in the room with us. So I hope that that's how you feel when you listen to this episode. Definitely be sure to support these ladies. They're amazing. Um, If you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast, I send out my Soul on Fire yoga ebook, 400 pages of yoga goodness with pose breakdowns and flows and a Sanskrit glossary and my history with yoga. It's basically like a book. And I just send it out as a thank you to the people who take the time to rate and review this show in iTunes and send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com. So before we head into this fab Eula's conversation, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor for the show, Silver Fern. If you're not familiar with Silver Fern brand, then number one, you should listen to episode 106 of this podcast with Charity Lighten, the founder and CEO of Silver Fern. And number two, you should go to their website, silverfernbrand.com and use the code blonde for a nice big discount on all of their products. I have so many favorites. I don't even know where to start. 
I use their plant-based vegan protein powder every single day. It's a gut health focused protein, 100% plant-based loaded with digestive enzymes and probiotics. It has 20 grams of vegan protein per serving. So for my fellow plant-based humans, we need that protein. We don't always get it in our diet. It's a super clean protein. I trust all of the ingredients in there. And if I'm saying that, that means it's it's TBB approved. And if it's approved also by Charity, the nutritionist and CEO at Silver Fern, and I trust it. Something really cool, you might've heard me say this last week, is that I recently ordered a bunch of stuff from Silver Fern for my dad and my mom, but specifically my dad, because my huge goal in this life is just get my dad to transition to the plant-based lifestyle, but ultimately just the healthiest lifestyle possible for him. He's 72. He's very known and loved on my Instagram, Byron. Check him out in my stories. He's a next level quality human. Um, So I have him taking silver fern digestive enzymes and silver fern probiotics. Um, And also the day before this podcast comes out, I'm taking over Silver Fern's Instagram stories. So hopefully those are still live by the time you listen to this and you can watch. If not, we'll probably try to save them somewhere like in the highlights so you can check out their Instagram. Lastly, I know I'm allowed to say this because I'm saying it during our Instagram takeover. We have something that we are creating together and I'm so excited to tell you guys more. I know you're going to love it. It's something that we're putting our heart and souls into and something I've wanted to do for a really long time. So if you're curious to learn more about probiotics and digestive enzymes, why you need them, what's so important about them, why Silver Fern is the best, best, best out there on the market for gut health, um, listen to episode 106 and check out silverfernbrand.com. Use the code BLONDE and enjoy shopping. So now let's head into this episode with Krista and Lindsay. I'm so glad you guys are here. Me too. (laughs) This makes me so happy that we're doing this in the comfort of my home because the last time that you guys were on the podcast, we were live at the Westfield Century City. And that was so fun. Yeah, I forgot. That was amazing. I know. But I also like kind of blacked out. I have no idea what we discussed. Um, And I was in Bali when it came out. So I don't know if I like listen to it the way that I usually do. So this is just new and exciting and we're here. Yay. Your home is so beautiful and so you you and so peaceful and y'all should see her apartment. I (laughs) I think I need to do some kind of home tour. Yeah, you should. Yes. It's so gorgeous. Thank you. But don't feel pressure to, too. Sometimes I'm like, I've been thinking about that lately because we have a friend that who in the wellness space, and I won't say their name, has like a very, very successful business and a very multi-million dollar house. And she's never really shown the house. And it was almost just like a privacy thing that I've been thinking about as like being intentional. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. that it is like your sacred space in your home. So like you definitely could show it, but then people, I don't know. Like I completely I agree. see both ways. Yeah. Energetic boundaries are so important. And if there's anything I've learned from 
both being sick and also having like these plant medicine experiences that we'll totally get into. Mm -hmm. Energy is everything and everything is energy. So things that we think are so minor, like, oh, here's my home on Snapchat could be opening up to tons of people's opinions and criticisms and thoughts and everything else. And you could also just keep it to yourself, which is kind of beautiful too. So I think doing a lot of inner questioning of like, does this feel right? Does this not feel right? Is so important. And I'm glad you said that, Mm. especially as somebody who shares pretty much everything. And I feel like you guys are pretty similar, Mm -hmm. um, which is why you're one of my favorite podcasts. Mm -hmm. Probably my actual favorite podcast, to be honest. I love you. I listen every week. I love you. I'm so proud of you guys. And to see how much you've grown in the last couple years is so inspiring. And I think that's what we should kick the episode off with is you guys had a vision and you brought it to life and it took some time for everything to really take off and then take off to the point where now you're literally a top podcast. Tons of people know who you are. I have people like in Sacramento being like, oh, the Almost 30 podcast and I'm like, I know them. Oh. <laughs> it's so cool. We do the same so, with you, to be yeah, honest. We're like, we know her. Know. <laughs> like Ruby was like, yeah, I've joined Younger on a panel. I was like, we're going to her house this afternoon. <laughs> we'll talk to her about it. <laughs> oh my God, that's the best. I brag it's, every time. I'm like, yeah, we text. It's like, fine. yeah, we're <laughs> friends. See? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I love that we all can brag about each other. It's such a Truly. cool. It's just what we were talking about. We have so many friends who are also our inspirations. And we're all a community. It's so cool. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, kind of walk us through the journey from having the vision of Almost 30 to now having this flourishing podcast and brand and full-time and, like, speaking tour, everything. Tell us. Um, so Krista and I met our kind of intersection in this life was at a time where we were experiencing very similar transitions. I had just moved across the country. She was at the time uh, set on becoming a soul cycle instructor, which is my reason for moving across the country. I was a soul cycle instructor for four and a half years. And so we had a mutual friend who connected us. And, you know, the moment she scheduled a call with me, which was like something I had never experienced before with kind of like a friend. Right. She's like, I'm really serious about this. It was I'm, a teaser to her, Lindsay's life now, which yeah. is me scheduling a lot, <laughs> forcing people into things, making them work. But it was, it was amazing. Cool. Like I felt the passion, you know, like so I get a lot of people who ask me about SoulCycle and how they can become an instructor. And it's usually very casual, but this was like, was very different. So I took it very seriously. And so we we had our FaceTime call and, and then she proceeded to, uh, she had, I think that was your second audition. Yeah. And um, I didn't get the first one. And then yeah. I Lindsay, called Lindsay for help on the second one. Mm-hmm. So, which I didn't get, which is a, <laughs> it's a really rigorous <laughs> process, truly meant to be. And that's kind of what we realized. And shortly after that, she and her boyfriend, Justin, who I love very much, they moved to LA and became really good friends of mine. And just in our conversations, I realized that like we 
we were kind of like these two souls that were meant to meet always. And I realized just in her like honesty and authenticity in her process and where she was in her life that I could be completely myself with her. And she had been an avid podcast listener and fan, and I didn't really know about podcasts. So I started listening to various podcasts and one day she's like, do you think we could start a podcast? And I was Um, like, yeah, I don't know. But like, yes, I'm down. I was so down to just go for it. And my whole life like creatively has just been to like, just do the creative thing and not really worry about whether it was going to become something or make me money. But this felt like it had some spirit behind it from the get-go. And I think, you know, you mentioned before, like the the timing of it all and how it's over the last two years, it's been quite quick how much we've grown. But I, I do think the secret is kind of honoring the time that it takes. You know, our growth has been super organic. We didn't have like this big break and all of a sudden we have like a million followers and whatever. It's like, it has been so natural and gradual and and our patience with the process and and our commitment to being very present for the process, I think has been, you know, a big part of our success. We've never really rushed anything. We've been super open to who has come into our lives along the way, how they've come in. And we've been very aware of the mistakes we've made and just like taking them as lessons and moments for growth. But overall, you know, we just realized that almost 30 is so much more than us. It's not about Krista and Lindsay. It's about you know, how we can be stewards of the information and the inspiration and the laughs and like the honest conversations that will hopefully empower women all over the world to be able to do the same and create community where they are. And that's why we're on tour and seeing where this wave takes us. Amazing. Yeah. I think that moment of realizing that your brand is so much bigger than you is the catalyst for so much more. And I've had that in my own way multiple times of like realizing it and then forgetting it and then realizing it and then realizing it even deeper. And it makes everything more fun because you realize you have a community behind you. Yeah. The community is everything. And you guys have built such a beautiful community. So that's so cool. Yeah. When I was, I think about when I was auditioning for Soul Cycle, you know, one of the things that attracted me to Soul Cycle was being a leader and, you know, facilitating energy of a room. But another thing was the community. You know, I love the Soul Cycle community. Lindsay knows as an instructor, they just do a really great job of fostering that sense of connectedness and that sense of community. I'll say it again. So, you know, when we created Almost 30, and we started this conversation about the transition from your 20s to your 30s, I didn't see that being had anywhere. And I felt like I had been going through things that I didn't think I was the only one. You know, I had moved from Chicago to New York City to LA. And one of the big questions that I was wondering was like, is it better to have friends that you're friends with for your entire life? You know, when you're a child through high school to college, have those same friends. But for me, I was like, I didn't have that. I had friends in Chicago, friends in New York and friends in LA. And I was kind of struggled between these two worlds. And I was like, okay, what's best, what's not. And having Lindsay in on that conversation, I realized that there was different perspectives, different types of situations. And we wanted to just make that conversation more broad with more women around the world. 
Yeah, that's such a thing about being almost 30, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, Mm -hmm. because for all of us, like in our mid 20s, late 20s, early 30s, if you've lived in a few places, you've cultivated communities and friendships in different places. And I've felt for a while like that is one of the hardest things in my life is having my friends, many of them so far, and then thinking like, I love my friends in LA. But reconciling with like, oh, my friends in Northern California, our kids probably won't grow up together. And I always thought they would. And what a weird thought. And that they know different versions of you. You know, like the people that knew me in Chicago knew a girl that was like drinking and partying. And I'm definitely myself at my core. I have been, but just my priorities were so different. And the girl in New York, when I was really like just on the grind to be a soul cycle instructor and to build something different. And then the person I am in LA are just all so different. So your friends know these different versions of you and reconciling with that, you know, as you get older, one of the biggest conversations our community has is about navigating adult friendships. You know, how do you navigate these deep, meaningful friendships with people that their priorities are shifting so quickly? People have partners, people have husbands, wives, they're having kids, you know, they're working much more, um, time seems so much more limited. So navigating adult friendships was also like one of the things that we worked through with almost 30 as well. Yeah. And I think too, like, and we were just talking about it with um, Ruby Warrington, and I know you know Ruby as well, as well, is in our early 20s and late teens, like so mu- so many of the quote unquote connections we would have were facilitated by alcohol, by drugs. Like, it's just like, what is real? You know, it's like, I mean, I see it. I I would see it when I was dating in my twenties where I would go out on a date and I would, you know, get there sober and like, be like, oh, this guy's like, I don't feel anything. And then have a few drinks and you start to feel it, which was like a perfect example of just like how that could happen on a wider, broader scale with, you know, friends with, even with family, you could like your family a little bit better if you have a couple glasses of wine. Right. So it's interesting to kind of to come into ourselves in our thirties and not turn to, you know, alcohol, drugs or whatever else is numbing you and really like feel more and to be able to feel more with others who are feeling more. It's, it does give me energy in a way that I never expected. Yeah. So that brings me to another question. What is both of your relationship with alcohol? It's such a thing in the wellness world Uh, Do people drink? Do they not drink? How has their relationship shifted? So I would love to know. Yeah. So I stopped drinking probably four years ago, maybe five years ago. I've had a few drinks. You know, I've had maybe five drinks total in that time, 10. I'm not even sure, 15. But when I was in college, I drank a lot, never enjoyed it. I literally remember one time talking to a friend about drinking and I was so hungover and she said, you know, you've never liked drinking. I don't know why you do it. And it struck me, but I continued to drink, drank in Chicago. And then when I moved to New York, I was kind of separated from my group of friends who I love so dearly and was put in a place where I was really just with Justin. I had friends here and there in New York, but I had an opportunity then to kind of rewrite (laughs) what I was doing as far as drinking and make a decision on my own. And I was so in love with Justin that like, I didn't even want to be drunk. I didn't want to be drinking with him because I wanted to be fully present in the moment. And the high that I was getting from our relationship and our love was enough. So 
I sort of stopped drinking then. And it's really just been such a spiritual path for me and such an honoring of who I am and really being realistic and just thinking very frankly about the fact that drinking doesn't make me better. You know, it was almost, I said it today, like time traveling where I drink and then wouldn't be there all night. I wouldn't be present for conversations for anything that was going on. And then I'd check back in tomorrow and be feel like crap, you know? So I've basically don't drink at all. And it's been something that has been really special to me and something that I'm such an advocate for. You know, I don't mean to be judgmental when I talk about it so passionately, but I just know that if you are drinking regularly, that there's maybe something that you're not dealing with, something, you know, that I can speak to from experience, but it's not really doing much to serve you and the goals that you have in your life if you're going to drink on a regular basis and, you know, dishonor your body, your spirit, all of that kind of thing. Agreed. What about you? So when I was living in New York City, I was a bartender at like three different bars in the city. I was, yeah, I was working my tail off and, you know, working from 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. most nights and drinking all the while, whether it was on shift, I was drinking to get through and to kind of like just distract myself from what was really going on. And what was really going on was, you know, business as usual, but also like low vibration. So like people come into bars, the kinds of bars that I was in late night, especially for not like the best reasons. Like they, they want to escape. They want to numb out. They want to abuse alcohol. You know, it was never just like a one drink type of bar. Like people were coming to get, you know, drunk. And so I just like mirrored their behavior in a way. Like it was just... I could handle it behind the bar when I was when I was working like I could handle a lot of liquor and still function perfectly fine take me out from behind the bar and it would be a different story which is strange but so I really became dependent on that to make myself fun and to see others as like better, you know, or like someone who I'd maybe want to hang out with. Cause a lot of people just, I wouldn't want to hang. And, um, that translated into dating, you know, when you go on a date in New York, it's like, okay, we'll catch a drink and then we'll grab dinner. So there was always multiple drinks on dates. Like I don't remember a sober date in New York, to be completely honest. And the story in LA is completely different. Mm -hmm. Rarely do I have a drink when I go on a date now because one, a lot of people are sober and two, it's just different. You know, people want to like do things and go on a hike or grab a coffee and do breakfast, whatever it is. So it's been, you know, since moving to LA, it's completely uh, shifted my relationship with alcohol. I enjoy a glass of wine every once in a while. I'm, I probably drink maybe once a month, maybe twice. And that's like a lot. And I just, I feel so much better. I had vocal nodules so that the drinking was exacerbating my notes, which killed me. My voice is something like I really honor or I I wasn't honoring at the time, but like to lose it was losing a part of myself. So I really, you know, cutting down on the alcohol big time brought me closer to just feeling like myself. And I hadn't felt that in a very long time. Wow. I love both your stories so much. I can relate so much. I do think it's such a spiritual choice to forego alcohol, which is such a social norm. 
And I recognize that we're really lucky to know a lot of people who are on this wavelength because I remember a time in my life when I was the only person that I knew, a young person who wasn't interested in drinking and bars and clubs and partying. And thank God that has shifted. And um, the universe has brought so many more people into my life who have these similar approaches and mindsets. But I had I had the exact same thing where a friend told me, you don't even like drinking. Why do you do it? It was like to a T what someone told you. Yeah. Same thing in college. I'm like, I know. And then I kept doing it. Uh, but as soon as I was like on my own in New York, similar thing, just out of college, out of the community, friendships, sororities like that I was in, sorority, I was like, oh, I don't even like this. That I would still do it. But I probably have had like three drinks last year, actually two. And this year is the year that I'm planning on having zero just Love to that. show myself. I don't have to do something just because like of a celebration of pressure, like New Year's or my wedding. Like mm. people are like, oh, you're definitely going to have champagne at your wedding. And I'm like, no, I don't want to like now because I've kind of cleared out my body the way that, the, that I have, um, a couple sips of champagne gives me a hangover mm. and makes me feel weird and yeah. kind of like tipsy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I'm not interested. It's also too with it. It's like, you know, not saying like from a judgmental perspective, if you drink, you're bad and you know, you're not as spiritual, you're not as connected, but it's really just like providing the opportunity to question a societal norm, which I've said earlier to, which is how we deal with emotions. Like right now, there's a standard that it's like, if you have an emotion or something's challenging or something's hard, here's a way you can escape. You can escape by drinking this. If you feel uncomfortable talking to guys or talking to girls or being at a bar or feeling in your comfortable in your body or uncomfortable with the person that you are, this will help you escape that. And this will provide you an out, but it's really not an out. And it's really a short-term solution for a deeper problem that if you take the time to explore and you take the time to work on, you know, that shadow part of you, then you're able to fully integrate into who you are and become the person that, you know, you're meant to be and become the most brilliant, beautiful version of yourself. The pain just becomes deeper and deeper if you never, you know, recognize or work with those emotions or feelings. So true. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good clarification. People can drink and be very spiritual and be very connected to themselves. It's such a personal journey for everyone to figure out what is their vice, what is their go-to, or what could you live without, or what do you not even like? And you're just doing it because other people are doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's been huge for me to learn very much. So love that we're on the same page. Um, Ruby's book is incredible for that. Sober Curious. So moving back to one of my other questions, what is it like to work with a co-founder? Because Mm. I don't have one. I don't know. I think it's so cool. Tell us all, all about it. I know we were talking. So when Jordan, we were talking earlier today and she has a few interviews, you know, you have a few interviews today and Lindsay and I, you know, have a few too, but it's so different for Lindsay and I because, you know, we like help each other in conversations. You know, she knows when to step in. I know when to step out. I know when to step in. She knows when to step out. And there's just such a nice balance of having someone that if I'm having an off day and I am, you know, not as crisp or not, 
really forming my thoughts in the best way, she'll step in and help out and I can step in and help out too. So that is like been the most beautiful thing. But, you know, for almost 30, it wouldn't work if it was just me. It wouldn't work if it was just Lindsay because we lay the foundation for the support and the understanding and the kindness and the joy and the laughter that we want to set a precedence for our community. And our relationship is, you know, really important for the the state, not the standard, but it's just like our growth and seeing us grow together as business owners, as friends, as podcast hosts, hosts really allows others to kind of see themselves in us too. So um, it's been great. And then as far as like the business, it's, I mean, it's, you know, I, I feel like I'm like bragging to you, but it's like amazing because Lindsay does, you know, she does stuff on the back end with production. She does ad spots. She does creative. She does video editing, that kind of stuff related to like the creative part of the business and a bunch of different things. And then I do certain things related to the business that I'm specifically capable of. And she does her things that she's specifically capable of. So we have like a really nice synergy that allows us to like work together and get so much more done and to, you know, just make almost 30 more than just being the podcast that it is. And I can imagine like other, you know, your listeners out there who have, you know, um, a business and are in partnership. I think, you know, for us, at least for me in the beginning, it was like, we want to be doing all the things so that we, it feels like we're supporting each other in like 360, but what is actually best and serves the business in the most productive way is allowing for each other's strengths to just shine. And like, that is what you should focus on. Cause I had a hard time, like, well, let me help you with this. Like, I feel like I'm not contributing enough for this, but it really, it always balances out as long as you are in, you know, clear communication with your, with your business partner. I think it will always balance out in some seasons of the business demand more of one of the partners. Do you know what I'm saying? So like if the business, you know, the business side of it is like just really heavy, what, you know, depending on the type of business you're doing, then, you know, the other can kind of pick up the slack in other ways, not the slack, but just kind of direct the energy in other ways. And it's just the honoring of that because I think the ego can get involved, at least mine, where I'm just like, "Uh, how can I help more? You know, it's like, that's not really the point because like Krista said, it's, it is, we are the foundation of it and it is important. Like even just the, both of our presences is important. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so, so nice to have that synergy with each other. And how do you feel that your human designs and knowing each other as human design energy types have helped with understanding how to work with each other? Mm, yeah. I mean, Lindsay and I are so lucky too, um, just because we do so much like psychic readings, astrology readings, <laughs> like human design, human design birth readings, chart. birth charts, like <laughs> mediums. Like we have had literally so much information about who we are presented to us and shared with us that has helped us understand ourselves better and then understand each other better that make me feel more like myself, make her feel more like herself. And human design, you know, for me was like one of the biggest aha moments in like my conscious life, you know, Mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of different modalities of healing and of understanding people that are presented to us in LA, like astrology, like Ayurveda, all that kind of stuff. And human design, when I got it, it like completely hit me. And Jenna Zoe, who's been on your podcast as well, I'm projector through and through. And it just really gave me permission as like in the business and in podcasting and in almost 30 to, you know, do things that only projectors do, which is seeing the strategy, seeing the high level, being able to provide solutions for complex problems. And it's very like nerdy, nitty gritty business stuff, but it was like such a permission giver for me. And then to understand hers as well and like how ours work together is just like makes total sense because maybe if she was a projector too, it wouldn't necessarily work as well as if it is, you know, the way that it is. Yeah, completely. And and also to understand like how our energy is depleted and created. So it's very different for each of us. So, you know, I get my energy from taking time by myself and that's how I feel back up. And then I can kind of go out and be, you know, Miss Social Butterfly and do the events and this and that. But I need to make sure that I schedule in time by myself. You're a manifesting generator. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. MG baby. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been really interesting and I'm learning more and more, you know, as we kind of get more of these readings and and read more about it. It's just really, really helpful down to, I think, I forget the reading that we had where, you know, certain certain human designs are better. They live better in like higher, right. high rises or right. like on the ground, yeah. you know, just like little details like that, that you're not aware of in your daily life that could be contributing to your stress or making you more joyful. It's, it's really interesting. It is. So I've been completely obsessed with this real food vitamin that I've been telling you guys about for the last few weeks. It's called Gem Daily Essentials for Women. And basically it makes taking vitamins exciting because you're not popping another pill. It is a little bite-sized, delicious, real food vitamin that's full of 13 real ingredients. Um, so much better to put in your body than pills, capsules, complicated tinctures, etc. There's nothing artificial in it. No binders, no fillers, no additives, nothing hidden, nothing harmful, nothing that you have to question. Basically, it just has 15 essential nutrients in it. And to get a very awesome special deal with them, you can go to dailygem.co slash balanced blonde and use the code balanced blonde. So that's dailygem as in gemstone.co slash balanced blonde and use the code balanced blonde. That will get you 50% off on the first month of your subscription, also with free shipping. So you get this little cute um, container delivered straight to your door that has a bunch of the real food vitamins in them. You can either do a one-time order or a monthly subscription. When you do a subscription, you always have free shipping. So basically, let me tell you what's in these delicious little bite-sized vitamins. It's a bunch of stuff that I would take by itself anyway, but it's rolled into one for a handy, easy little food to pop in your mouth. There's dates, which you know is my favorite food, coconut, ashwagandha, mushroom, chia seeds, curry, spirulina, chlorella, red algae, chickpeas, and just a couple other little things. It's literally all just completely real food. Um, 
It's vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, corn-free, sustainably sourced, made in the USA, and algae-powered, meaning it's totally vegan. There is nothing synthetic, no colorants, and it's built for women. That's what I absolutely love about it. Um, It tastes delicious. Women don't realize, people don't realize what we are so commonly deficient in, key vitamins and minerals and nutrients. We get stressed, we get tired, our minds need a little boost. Sometimes our skin needs a little boost and this kind of vitamin is what will help you out. So go to dailygem.co slash balanced blonde and use the code balanced blonde for a nice 50% off discount. And when you receive your vitamin, take a picture on Instagram, Instagram stories, or just text it to me or DM it to me. I call that texting um, because it feels like it is. So I can see what you think. And now let's head back into this episode with Krista and Lindsay. Yeah, I have to agree. Learning about human design. Yours is crazy. I think about yours all the time. Every morning, I'm like, Jordan's a reflector. (laughs) I literally think about you being a reflector 24-7. I love that you think about it. I do. I'm just like, whoa, that makes more sense than anything that's ever happened. Wow. Right? Yes. And your eyes and everything about you. (laughs) Yes. I have to tell you, being on ayahuasca, which we should definitely get into next, I had so many experiences on ayahuasca. I saw so many things where I went. It felt like I was there for generations, for lifetimes. So truly, like when I say that I saw a lot, it was it was a lot. And something that I saw super clearly was human design just making so much sense. Wow. Like it was almost like the whole entire human design download came flashing through my brain and it made all of the sense in the entire world. I saw so clearly that I am a reflector, the epitome of a reflector. And if there was any doubt that human design was not real, all my doubts were eliminated. And I also saw something that I think Jenna talks about, which is that over time, new energy types will be created because the world is changing at such a rapid pace. And even just I don't know, two decades ago, manifesting generators didn't exist. And I saw that these souls from the earth that exist in the earth and not really in this human incarnation are incarnating as humans to make the world a better place and heal our world. Our world is currently in a lot of peril and these souls are choosing to come to earth to make a really big difference and to heal. So in that moment, I did see reflectors are legit. All human design energy types are so real. And anyone on my retreat who was in that room with me could tell you that I was transmuting energies and things from them were flying into me. Demonic things, crazy, scary things like basically having a full-blown exorcism of sorts. Um, People's energies were flying into me and then flying out of me. And I was like screaming from like the most guttural place oh my ever. Gosh. Because demons from them were flying into me and then flying out because I was like casting them all out so that by the end of the ceremony, we were all healed or healing. Healing. Wow. So you especially, were healing everyone in that way. Wow. Yes. But also I felt as a reflector, I had to go extremely deep into the medicine 
basically as deep as one could go. Not that everyone else's experience was was not deep because it definitely was, but I had to go into parts of hell, demonic hell, in order to heal. Was it your own like demons or was it like just general? General. I mean, it was my own. It was general. It was everything. I had to go there to the depths of hell in order to experience what it felt like and bring that back to the world and heal myself and heal others by seeing it. And I know it sounds crazy because if this is something you haven't done before, it's a wild thing to imagine. But I had to see the depths of terrifying demon-laden hell in order to come back to this body and bring what I saw with me to heal this body and everything that I have been suffering from and that other people suffer from too. So heal myself to heal others and heal the lineage as well. Like do you feel gratitude? I'm confused. Um, like I know. I do you know, know what I mean? Like, how does that happen where you see the debt, the lowest of lows? Like, wouldn't you feel scared? I would, and this is my own thing with shadow is I kind of, I'm still scared of it. How, so how did that make you feel good? It did not make me feel good in the moment. I was terrified. I was screaming. I didn't trust anyone. People were trying to help me. The facilitator, the helpers, everyone was sitting around me and trying to brush my hair back, trying to offer me some food or try to pick me up and take me outside. Endless different things people were offering. Are you like fully aware of their intention? Mm, No. Oh, wow. Uh, You're like so in a different universe. Wow. I was just like, get away from me. I said, no, get off of me. Like all this stuff. Um, and I believe cannot picture Jordan saying that. I know, honestly. I know, so I know. Dead. When I came to you, I was like, what have I done? You're like, I'm sorry. What did I say? Yeah, Literally. Like, walk downstairs in the morning. You're like, hi. No, I, that's exactly what happened. So honestly, um, that's probably the first time in your life you've ever been like, no. And that's why it was so healing. Hundred. Yeah. I had to let it all out. And it's not all mine. It's like ancestral grandmother's pain great-grandmother's pain. They showed it to me. So I was with my ancestors, with my grandparents. They showed me what I was transmuting. They showed me how to heal. And that's what I was doing. So to answer your question about how did that make me feel grateful, I didn't believe that I was ever going to get the chance to come back to this life. I didn't understand what people were saying to me and things that they were saying. I was hearing something different than what they were saying to me out loud. I thought they were saying like, we're keeping you here for generations. You're addicted to this medicine. You have to drink it constantly. I was screaming for Hudson and Jonathan. Screaming for Jonathan. I'm like, I want my life. So to be taken to this place where I believed I might never get to experience my life again, which was truly terrifying, made me so deeply, deeply grateful for this life. Wow. Did yeah. you see, be- like on the other end of the spectrum, did you see like beauty and... 100%. Yeah. Angels. I saw the greatest beauty I've ever seen. So the first night was like very angelic, very... I said to everyone, I have no demons. Like I am... <laughs> my soul lives in the most beautiful world. I want to take everyone there. It's the happiest world, happiest place ever. Um, and I saw other people struggling, crying, dying like in their own they obviously didn't die but like where they were they they did 
And I, w- I just felt for them so deeply. Like, let me take them to my soul's world because my soul's world is beautiful, full of like colors and shapes and all this amazing happiness. And it was the next night that I had to go under the earth very deeply to the very scary place. So what I ended up really doing was that I saw both worlds and I knew that I had to go there. And that's where I was with my ancestors. And they taught me like, this is the pain that you carry. This doesn't belong to you. Um, You came to this earth to heal that pain for our whole lineage. So I felt that very deeply. And then that's what I did on the second night was like went through this exorcism hell to come out of it. Like, I mean, it was like on and on, like the sickest I've ever been. I was terrified. I I felt like I I definitely had psychosis. It was like crazy. Um, And then... Was so I know okay not to scare you because it's not everyone's experience. Hey, everyone, is we're doing ayahuasca in March. Yeah, yeah. honestly, Lindsay and I are doing ayahuasca we're together like, in March. Yep. No, place. okay, so we're yes, we have to for like. No, but this is good. You this definitely, is good. you definitely can't compare your experience to anyone yeah. else because every experience is going to be so different. Even every experience of your own. Yeah. So, um, as the facilitator told me of the thousands of times he's done it and the thousands of times he's led ceremonies with people, he's never seen even remotely the same thing happen twice. So I'm like, so I'm not going to do that again. And he's like, you have to let go of what you think different is. Like you could scream again and thrash and have that whole experience, but um, you'll be in a different place. It'll be different. Um, Like all those demons were released and then I had never felt so light and so happy and so free in my life. Wow. And I still feel that way. Wow. And it's been almost three weeks. Oh. So let's talk about you guys doing ayahuasca. <laughs> I want to wait. I want to talk about your eyes too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the change. Like it's just like, it's been so crazy. Like you're just, you look different. Mm-hmm. Like what is, you know what I mean? Like yeah, what of is Of course. Yeah. yeah. What do you think that is? I know what it is. I mean, it's so fun because you guys saw me right before I left. I think I was leaving in like a week or two to do ayahuasca. And I was feeling really sick, like really weak and tired, just like I had for all of 2018 and most of 2017. And doing ayahuasca, I mean, there's, I have a lot of thoughts about why it cleared so much but one of the things that it does is opens up it completely opens you up as a channel and a vessel to higher beings your higher self angels whatever people believe in so whether you believe in spirit guides or god or just like yourself as a higher soul i feel like that's what it opened me up to So where other drugs, like not something like ayahuasca, total plant medicine, like LSD, these other things, they actually like muddy our channel and they can make us feel like we're really connected. And like I've had those experiences. I haven't done LSD, but I've done other things. And eventually when you're done, scientifically, it kind of just like muddies you up where ayahuasca clears 
So wow, it just like do you feel like a shedding? I almost yes, yeah. I feel like you, like seeing you after. I'm like, it it does feel like shells fell off. One hundred percent. I feel I was carrying the weight of lifetimes of generations of pain, which was like, like I said, like my it came from my paternal grandmother's side, and like they showed me all of this. And I was able to heal her where I was um, and heal her ancestors to heal myself. So I just saw like I reached this new state of consciousness where um, in this new state of consciousness, I don't I'm not really sick. So it's weird because like, yes, my body is still sick, but my consciousness is not. So beautiful. That just accelerates the healing of the body. Wow. Yeah. That's the last thing. Can you talk about like the relationship between you and the room? Yes. Like, oh my God. I mean, do we need to interview the people in our room? I know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, I was the only person, and I feel this is why I know I'm a reflect, like going back to human design and I could see everything. I'm like, oh my God. If this was like any type of universal test, to show me that human design is so real. Um, I was the only person in the room that had this very um, loud, like public experience where everybody else was in their head and could tell us after and like the circles that we sat in to share their experience. Everyone told me what I experienced. I didn't tell them because I was saying it all. They're like, you talked to this person, like who's Hudson, who's Christian? Like, why were you talking about orange theory? And I'm like, oh <laughs> my <laughs> God. LOL. I'm like, I know. And I talked about orange theory because I was so afraid that I wasn't coming back to this lifetime that I was trying to say, wow. Jonathan works at orange theory. Yes. And I'm like, just tr- trying You're to like, prove when I die, to them. bury me at Orange Theory. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yes. I, I know I was trying to prove to them. I know where, I know, I know my life. Like, oh. I know where my fiance works. Like, you know, because I oh. was in a deep state of psychosis and I was trying to explain to them, like, in this terrifying way, like, I know who I am. I'm Jordan. Oh. I'm like Mary yeah. and Jonathan. And like, who, who knows what else I said? Wow. Um, crazy. Did you get sick? Yes. That night, yes. I threw up a lot. Threw up. Um, and, but the previous night, no. Okay. And the third day, no. Yeah. So the room, I mean, it was hilarious because you guys know me. Like, I'm not the time. I'm not going to disturb 17 people. Yo. That would never. <laughs> That's the truth. That would ne- I would never. <laughs> like, I would rather <laughs> be alone. Like, no. Totally. Um, And I did like I deeply, deeply, deeply did. But it was so healing rather than traumatizing because everyone was so loving. Because when you're going on this journey together in a group, like this is what you're doing. Like you're there to heal and you're there. There are no mistakes. So it's not like, oh, Jordan was like the rogue mistake in the group. Like (laughs) wish he wasn't here. It was like we're all supposed to be here together because they had to learn something from my exorcism (laughs) they had to learn to either like stay in their own mind instead of get distracted by the outside world don't judge people so harshly because like we are literally all one and people told me like very honestly 
their whole experience with my experience. So some people were super honest. They were like, at first I was so upset. I wanted them, you know, the facilitators to like make, like force you to go outside. I thought you were ruining it for me. I thought you were ruining it for for my wife. Like Mm -hmm. this is what one man was saying to me. And then something washed over him and he felt like, no, I just want to send her all of the healing energy and love because I'm actually fine. That's how he was feeling. I'm like really strong and fine. And I really want her to be too. Just like you connect to this place of love, deep love within yourself, um, which was beautiful. Other people were like, I wasn't affected at all. Like I just wanted to send you Every person told me, like, I sent you so much love, so much energy, so much healing energy. And most people said, I wasn't bothered at all. And I wanted just to let you know that, like, telepathically, I feel like you knew. So I was like, oh, my God. Because the first thing I came to, I came to, like, being awake. And I'm like, what did I just do? Like, I had, like, punched people, like, crazy stuff. And they're like, the the detail for the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like every, because they were trying to carry me and I wouldn't let them. So, yeah, the first thing two people said to me when I like came to was, that was awesome. And I was like, what? And then I realized, like, wait, I just did the craziest thing I've ever done. And people don't hate me. Mm. And it's like the best, it was the most Mm. freeing thing I've ever done felt wow because it was like honestly just to boil it down to super simple I um it was like I finally showed my truest self like dark parts and everything to the world and was accepted wow so it's beautiful it's kind of come on what ayahuasca can do for you um absorbing that Mm -hmm. yeah that's freaking crazy especially for you and just in your line of work thus far in your life, right. like where it's always been about, you know, you were, you've always been so honest, but I think like just showing kind of the, like the highlights as we do on Instagram, you know, and I think it's always, I'm always fearful to kind of share something that's not so pretty or like something like that. So for sure. Yeah. I was saying was earlier healing. to Jordan that she's such a great, Mm-hmm. representation for ayahuasca you know you have such a and i said this before but you have such a great reputation in the industry mm-hmm. people trust you so much and you know you just come from such a heart-centered like place that it's really great that like you've started this conversation in this journey and you know we can just learn from you and follow you and you know use you as a resource for for things this healing Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That means a lot. And yeah. I'm so excited for you guys. Same. Thanks, us too. An experience. Like, I can't believe I didn't know that you were doing ayahuasca mm-hmm. until right before we started recording. Because mm-hmm. it is very much off the beaten path. People don't often do this. We were supposed I, to do it in January. Mm-hmm. But something happened and we had to reschedule. So we were supposed to have done this in January already, but you know, as things happen and Oh, it's all always meant. meant. So now we're gonna do it like right around my birthday mm-hmm. in March and it'll be Lindsay and I and Costa Rica and it'll be crazy. Yeah. It'll be crazy too, because like we've spent a lot of lifetimes together. Yeah. So it'll be interesting like what shows up as far as like our lifetime relationship yes. and 
energy there. Yes. So what are your intentions going into it? Do you know? I have some. I mean, you know, mine is really a lot of like ancestral healing. I want to heal my relationship with my like body and my, yeah, just that pretty much in general. And then I'm also just curious of what's going to present itself to me. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot that of healing that I need to do that maybe I don't know of, you know, the way I interact with the world. I try and be very conscious and aware of how I engage with people and how I engage with energies and everything like that. But there's always things that I'm missing, you know, so I just want to see what there is in store. And I'm always like down to learn and grow, but I feel like mine will probably get pretty dark at points for sure. Like when I go back in my family stuff, it'll be Mm -hmm. very interesting. And it'll just be like, give me so much, like as a last thing, it'll give me so much like sympathy, I'm sure, Mm. you know, for their journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of thinking more about it, but I think there's going to be a lot of ancestral stuff. I just like feel, I do feel the, some sort of emotional weight of the women in my like family lineage of what they've been through and what they've settled for. And I know it's part of my purpose to kind of like change that. Flip the script. Flip the script. And, uh, yeah, it's so I know that's going to come up, but then also to just my I think my relationship with my potential and creativity has always kind of been a, a bit of a block for me, so I'm I'm curious about that and then yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm I want to be as open as possible. I I think in the beginning when I found out we had the opportunity to do this, I was scared, you know, because I've never done any drugs besides smoke weed. So that's why we want to do some mushrooms before we yes. go. <laughs> We're going to do mushrooms to open it up a little yeah, bit. So and I want to try and like eat really clean, you know, like yeah, we're, yeah, we're maybe even full. just like do something just yeah. to clean my vessel as, you know, much as exactly. possible. That would be smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you do that at all? You were um, a lot of people did yeah. um, in my group, but I think the way I eat is yeah. like yeah. salt, oil, sugar-free, vegan. Like that's, a really good thing to do before an ayahuasca journey mm-hmm. um, or even just like fully vegan and which you do. But, um, you know, we're coming from a pretty healthy place. So and just extra, yeah. like extra sleep, extra self-care, extra meditation, just so that whatever needs to come through will come through. And they do say, I mean, I've heard this, not a total expert, but like the more toxic your body is, the more you might purge and the more you might have like a really harsh Mm. physical experience. Wow. So that's helpful. Wow. Um, Are you going to do it with Jordan, by the way? Jordan Dorso? Yeah. Or your man? Oh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Sorry. Oh, I'm like, oh, my other best friend (laughs) Jordan. I'm like, he wants to. Are you going to do Jonathan? Yes. So Jonathan's going. So he wants to have his own experience. Love. The way that Justin I did. would be the same. He yeah. always says, he's like, I want to do it on my own. I'm like, okay. Well, I called him after the third day because like I said, I felt like I had been gone for multiple lifetimes. So I'm like, I haven't seen my fiance in years. Like this Whoa. feels so weird um, or my family or anything. So I called him from like the little house phone because we're on like a campsite and from this random number in Los Gatos, California, he answers and I'm like, oh my God, hi. Like, I can't believe we ever talked about doing this separately because I need you here. Like I've been, 
I've been, I had an exorcism and he's like, what? And he's like, so worried, but then I'm telling him everything. But because it was so powerful when I came back and shared so much with him and like my closest friends, like Mm. I was changed. Like every day I was like having someone over and I'm just like telling them about it. And people were kind of like getting these healing insights through it too. Friends of mine who will probably never have an interest in doing ayahuasca, they could hear my experience and be like, wow, I feel kind of healed from that too. Just because of like insights about the world and love. We're all one. Um, We're so powerful. We all have such gifts. Um, So because of that, and Jonathan witnessed this for like weeks, he's like, I need to have my own experience the way that you did. And then we can do it together. So he's going in April. And and hopefully we'll go together in June because I already signed up. I'm going in June. Like it is, it is incredible. And yeah, I feel, I mean, it healed me on so many levels and that doesn't even scratch the surface. So the fact that you guys are doing it, is amazing mm-hmm. and the fact that it has even come into your consciousness is amazing mm-hmm. and just know that whoever chooses to do ayahuasca she found you like she ayahuasca found you mm-hmm. so you're meant to be there mm-hmm. and oh, i love that yeah ours mm-hmm. happened so naturally it was like someone's like hey do you want to be connected and then everything just flowed perfectly yeah it was like because we, we said, I was like, I would do it. Right. Like shoulders shrug. But it's just, it happened so easily for us. So I was like, all right, cool. Like this is, this, this wants right. to happen. Like this mm-hmm. yeah. situation wants to unfold in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah. And Susie Batiz too has also been an inspiration with all yeah. of her ayahuasca shit. Yeah. Who is that? Susie Batiz. Oh, Poopery. Poopery oh, founder. Yeah. Wait, okay. Now I know everything's genuinely interconnected because just yesterday, um, my past life regression therapist, who I love, who's been on this podcast, told me, um, you have to have Susie on the podcast. And like, here's her info. His name is Yarun. It's like Yarun. Did you see him? So I saw that she went to him. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, that's incredible. Are you going to go? We want to, yeah, we we're going to get a session. Yeah. Do it. He's amazing. Really? Yeah. Okay, you cool. should listen to the episode okay, where he came right. on because he's just like really powerful person, gentle soul. The therapy session, like prior to the regression, is so healing really? as well. Mm, like more wow. healing than like all the years of therapy that I've had combined. Wow. Is it like a Reiki um, or a talking or talking. what? Wow. Like the things that just come up. Um, wow. Yeah. And I then, cannot wait. Yeah. So I told him yesterday, this is how I know the world is so inner, like the things that are coming up that are connected to each other. But I told him yesterday, I have to come back in because after my ayahuasca experience, I feel way more connected to my past lives. And I think the last time I had a lot of blocks and I, I did see my past lives, but it was very hazy. Very, wow. very, very hazy. And I question, like, is this my imagination? <laughs> Not anything to do with his yeah, skill, yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, also with you, it's hard because you're such a reflector. You're like, it's always like, is this mine or someone else's? Well, yeah, with exactly. everything you I'm do, like, you're like, is this me or the world? Literally. I was like, because I saw myself as an author and like, 
the early 1900s in I could see that. Europe. Mm, Me yeah. too. But I also was like, am I just envisioning like one of the female authors who I know of? Like, no. I, I really wasn't sure. Um, wow. So doing it again, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. We're so excited. I want to meet with him too. I love past life mm. stuff. Oh, it's so cool. So of all the people you guys have had on your podcast, what have, what's like the most, um, of all the woo-woo things that we all love, what has resonated with you most? Mm. Other than human design, because I think we all agree oh, that's, I know. that's up there. Human design is just so powerful. That is probably like one of the tools that I highly recommend. You know, Susie Batiste with Ayahuasca was like a big inspiration for us, for sure. I think Milana Snow for me was like one of the most powerful energy understanding conversations, you know? Cause we were at a time where we were on tour and, you know, we had done 15 cities or something and we had been, you know, we were early on in the tour actually at that point. So I was just a little nervous in preparation, like, okay, are we going to be able to hold a space and energy for the room? Are we going to have the energy for everyone, you know, to like love them and to receive them and hold space. And she taught me and told me about, you know, like energy as an exchange and like as a circle. So as I'm giving energy to them, I can also think about people that are coming to our events, hopefully, you know, love us and like the podcast. So they must have an affinity for what we're doing. So I can think of myself as receiving the energy that they have for me. And then I'm also giving it to them. So that energy is able to like fill me up, lift me up, allow me to like really do everything that I can. And then also giving energy back to them. So I've really, really seen that as an ability to fill me up whenever I need it. And I do that now in, you know, my life with my relationships too, like making sure that I'm like energy giving as well as energy receiving, because for a long time, you know, I could have been on either sides, an energy giver and energy taker, but managing and understanding how that energy works has been like something that's been very powerful. There's so many. One that sticks out for me is Natalie Miles. when she talks about um, communicating with your spirit guides and your angels has been at least recently really prominent, like in my everyday, because I, I think like for so long I was like, ugh, like I have no help or support other than like, you know, the usual like friends, family, which is amazing. But it's like, I just didn't feel like as taken care of. And I, they were literally just waiting for me to ask them for help and guidance and support. So to be able to communicate on a regular basis, whether it's just, you know, through my heart or even like writing, allowing them to kind of channel through me and write has been really just healing, I guess, as I navigate like things I've never done before. And I just, I always feel like there's someone, a presence with me. Um, and anyone can access that. You don't need to be woo-woo. You don't need, to, you know what I mean? Like, I guess it is woo-woo, but everyone has spirit guides. Everyone has angels. And it's just really sweet to think about them. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Who are some of your mentors? Mm. Oh, people that I honestly don't, that don't even like know me are my mentors. Like I don't, you know, necessarily have someone that's like a direct person that's a coach or a mentor, but I try and see every conversation or every person as like a mentor or teacher. So whether it's on a podcast that I'll listen to that provides like insight or understanding, or even, you know, our conversation today, it's like, I try and just take whatever hits me. I try and close my eyes. I think about myself and my energy receiving that. 
setting it in and then try and learn and apply that for the rest of my life. Yeah. I think a lot of people can, you know, I've, I guess I've had mentors in my life and stuff like that. And I probably will later on have like a specific mentor that I pay. But right now at like this stage, I'm trying to like, just learn as much as I can from our guests and from our community and really tap into like, be my own mentor as much as I can be. Yeah. Beautiful. And I think like I have people that come in almost on like a, a Mm. weekly basis where I'm just, they might come in for a day and I meet them once, but then there's always something that lands, sticks with me that's meant to. Like it's never forced. I'll just, I have things that I think about. I'm like, oh, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. I will never forget that piece of advice or that that ritual that they do that works for them and it really resonates with me. It's just, I think they're coming in and out all the time. And if you're open enough and attuned enough to that energy around you that you know everyone can kind of be a mentor in a way yeah all right guys we have a new sponsor on the show i'm so excited to welcome them to our soul on fire tribe and give you guys an awesome deal that they're offering so This is Living Proof. They are a completely natural hair care company. You guys know that if I'm putting anything on my body or in my hair or anything that's ever going to touch my skin or my body at all, I choose natural, completely natural, organic, nothing with flaylates in them, nothing synthetic ever, no parabens and no animal testing. That's super important to me because a lot of companies on the market sadly are not cruelty-free. So I always do my research. Living Proof is completely cruelty-free. So what sets them apart in terms of actually working for being a natural brand, because sometimes they don't work, as you know, um, as you probably know if you've tried, is that they work with technology from MIT scientists. So you know you're dealing with actual science, not just marketing gimmicks. Um, Their stuff really works. Their dry shampoo is completely award-winning. It actually cleans your hair. It doesn't just mask the oil, the sweat, and the odors, but it completely removes all of that stuff, leaving your hair looking clean, feeling clean and fresh. And I need that because I wash my hair very sparingly, That's why you'll probably almost always see me with my hair in a slicked back bun because I like to sweat every day in my infrared sauna. I also like to work out when I'm feeling better than I am currently. So dry shampoo is my favorite. Um, That's the one that I've been using from Living Proof and you can actually see the results and feel them. So switch over to Living Proof alongside of me by visiting livingproof.com slash blonde and use the promo code blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E, to get a completely free sample of their award-winning dry shampoo with your purchase. That's livingproof.com slash blonde, promo code blonde, for a free sample of dry shampoo along with your purchase. livingproof.com slash blonde, promo code blonde, and tell me what you think. What do you think? Who's yours? I know. I like your answers because a lot of people, they have like, they can just say their mentor off the top of their head. And I don't really have an exact mentor. I 
I do think it changes. I have people I really look up to who are like my expanders, as like Lacey would say, like Gabby Bernstein. I see everything she's done. And I feel like that path feels right for me. I love what she's done. And I can look at that and expand my mind too. I could do that. Like that's my plan uh, in a way because I feel like plans change all the time. And like, who knows where I actually will go, but to have her in my mind is inspiring. I don't know if that makes her a mentor. Also, Nicola Berman, she's been on this podcast. She's a shaman. She lives in Ojai and she's actually officiating our wedding because wow. um, she is my mentor. Like she's someone I just, she's a friend, but I really admire the way she lives her life. And she listens to those inner wisdoms of like, she moved from LA to Ojai for no reason, just because like her soul told her to, and she knew she had to get out of the city. And I think those kinds of people who follow their soul unapologetically Mm -hmm. are always my mentors. Mm -hmm. I do think though, it's kind of beneficial to have like a mentor, like people to not kind of, but really beneficial. Um, So that's something I'm kind of like thinking about this Mm -hmm. year. Like Dennis, who's coming on the podcast in a couple hours, like he's definitely a mentor Mm. figure. I'm just like, if I could live as authentically as you and just like, Mm. just so whole with his being, um, record for two hours, like I told you, and then be like, let's just do it again. Yeah. Just because, because like he (laughs) wants it to be the best He's, he lives in such integrity and I often am a bit more lazy. Mm. I'm just like, well, we did it already, but okay. <laughs> I like I do want to be more like that. It's on that content um, wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting what you said about Nicola yeah. Berman. It's like what you, you, what you love about her is that she got away from LA and went to Ohio, which is no, like, Oh, I know. How funny. I'm mean, secretly a Jordan desire. <laughs> yeah. Like, you I know, know what I mean? Like, to like, I know. I'm sure I'm, I'm just, that, that's totally it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to do something like that. Yeah. And I probably will. You will. Yeah. I mean, I always want to live here. I love community. Yes. And after cultivating that here, I don't ever want to leave. But I think going back and forth would be pretty healthy for me, healthy for my body Same. and healthy for my soul. We can trade. And for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah like, right? Let's do it. I'm I'm so into it. <laughs> let's get a house. Yeah. <laughs> I think with mentors too, it's like, I see so much, I see like such a beautiful thing of like having a maintained relationship where someone could be like deeply honest with you and they could have the permission to like call you out or like, you know, note on a shortcoming or a action that you do repeatedly that doesn't serve you. So that is like where I definitely see that being beneficial. But then I also am on the other side, like I don't really want to give someone the power to over myself to, or I don't want to give someone the power over me. Like, I don't want to give someone the power or permission to like dictate who I am or what I'm going to do or who I'm going to be. That should really be like in my control at this point in time. Yeah. You know, like I, people I know and admire and love have mentors and I don't think anything less than them because of it. But for me at this point, it's like, I just am still learning to listen to myself and I want to fully understand what my voice is and what she has to say before I introduce any other voices. Cause I've spent most of my life listening to other voices. That's so powerful. I totally agree. 
especially like if someone who you really admire tells you you should do this, like you're going to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you might look back, especially as a projector or a reflector and be like, that was not the right decision at all for me. That's 100%. Super powerful. Yeah. Wow. What are your sun, rising, and moon signs? Mm. Oh, my. If you know. My sun sign is Virgo. My rising is Libra. And my moon is Gemini. Ooh, look at you. I know. You're like earth and air. Mm-hmm. Earthy wow. air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. That's so, such a good combo. I'm Pisces sun, mm. Leo rising, and Scorpio moon. So you guys are pretty different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very different. Yeah, so you're water. Uh-huh. Water. Fire. Fire. And what's, water. What's Leo? I think Leo's fire. fire and water. Scorpio's yeah, water. Scorpio's yeah, Scorpio's water. So like double waters. Ooh. Yeah. Love it. I know. You guys are a really She's good a balance. <laughs> Wait, because you're earth and air and you're water and fire. Mm-hmm. What? I know. Okay. We did our charts the other day too. And what was, it was weird. It was kind of like, like our nodes were like at the same spot or something. Yeah, I forget what she it said. It was really it, weird, but she was like, oh, this is like very odd that like your south node is is on the opposite side of her south node. And like our south and north nodes were completely opposite of one another mm-hmm. or something. Like it yeah. was very weird. She's like, oh, this makes sense because this has this. And she's like, you guys have spent like lots of lifetimes together, mm-hmm. which was like You're going to see that on mm-hmm. Ayahuasca. Oh, we definitely <laughs> like, are. And I'm excited to like see what the hell. I know. Totally. Oh, I know. I they got to separate like, us. What, like, yeah, what did I do to you or will. what did you do to me? Totally. You know what yeah. I mean? Because we dated or she was oh. my dad. Oh, yeah. Apparently I was her dad during one lifetime. Yeah, one lifetime oh, and then we God. dated for one. So I wonder what happened. <laughs> oh, we need, we need I know. Isn't that interesting? Yes. I know. <laughs> oh, my we'll God. So I, that's exactly why I want to see that. Yeah, totally. Because that could help us understand maybe our relationship yeah, more so now. totally. I can't totally. wait to hear I know, everything. Same. It's going to be so interesting. I get like irrationally excited when I find out uh, someone's doing Ayahuasca because yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so rare. I'm so I'm excited too that you have your place because I'm going to tell Justin, my boyfriend, to go there too because I want him to try it. He should go. He's so chill. Like I could literally see him just like laying there being like, (laughs) like I don't know. That's how I was on the first (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering. But I'm excited if... (laughs) How many hours? Like five and a half to six per ceremony. Wow. But it lasts in your system for quite a bit longer than that. Wow. That's like the intense part. Okay. But if Justin's interested, yeah. um, the one that Jonathan's doing is yeah. a men's retreat. Really? Oh. And I'll tell you about it after. Okay. Perfect. But, wow. Yeah, I will just like, a thought. I wonder I I could buy it for him for his birthday. That'd be nice. Yeah. You know, just like force him to do something. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I, just I another this, thing you force <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, <laughs> I will worst. pay for it. I need you to go. Same. I do um, that all the time. I'm yeah. like, I'll pay for it. It's yeah. Like it's not about the money. I know. <laughs> but when it comes to ayahuasca, like I've had to reel myself back because you just it's the one thing you can't force, force yeah. someone yeah, into because it could be quite traumatic wow. if they're not meant to be there but he decided on his own so, oh god yeah yeah literally you're like three weeks talking about it you're like he decided <laughs> yeah, exactly. every single day <laughs> yeah, i'm like whispering totally. in his ear when he sleeps <laughs> you're like at dinner you're like well this isn't like my ayahuasca experience but uh, <laughs> no literally i'm like don't you notice how healed i am yeah like, every second of every day he's like yes oh <laughs> i'm so happy no it's it's so funny oh so final question that i ask everyone who comes on if you were a color what color do you feel best represents your energy 
I'm yellow. Gold. Mm. Golden yes, energy, yes. baby. Power center. I'm green. Yes. Mm. Cash money. Yeah. I like that. Green. Yeah, cash money. <laughs> and out, outdoors. Yeah. I have. So, I mean, I have so many plants in my apartment. Yeah. I like just like being among the plants and nature and being outside. Mm. And um, whenever I close my eyes, I see green. Oh, most cool. Of the time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I wonder what angel that is. I know. I it's the know. heart chakra. It's the heart chakra, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, Hudson looks like a little monk. He is. Is he sitting by the refrigerator? <laughs> Hi, yes. That's, yep. He's literally like, do not call me buddy, food. please. <laughs> <laughs> literally was like, no, no, buddy. No, he I likes you guys. I honor you, Hudson. <laughs> he liked you. He was, I don't know if you saw him. He was crouching down there for uh, like an hour yes. looking at you. Oh, <laughs> he was checking out my energy. He was. You know what's so crazy? This, um, I said this before, but so I'm studying Reiki and in the Reiki book, there's like the oldest book ever. There's no new literature on Reiki. And in the Reiki book, it's like Reiki came from here. Reiki is this Reiki is that you could do Reiki on animals. And it was like, but don't do Reiki on cats because cats feel like they invented Reiki. Oh my God. Isn't that, that is the funniest and truest funniest thing. thing ever. It's like some dogs you could do it on, but you have to ask for permission first. And most of them love it. Oh my Isn't that so God. funny? Because I, I can totally see cats. He does Reiki on me. Exactly. Like, I've tried to Reiki him and he just looks at me like, you don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. <laughs> exactly. I know. And he's like, let me just show you how it's done. Exactly. He's so funny. Wow. Cats are so wise. I want one so bad. It's funny. Hudson, I'm not feeling anything. So uh-huh. I want to get be able to get a cat, but I'm allor- I've been allergic. Yeah. But I think if I was around one enough, I would. You can become immune. Yeah. Jonathan. Did he? Deathly allergic. <gasps> like when we first started dating, I didn't think we would last as a couple because he couldn't come over. Like if he came oh over, gosh. his head would feel like it was on fire and he would have to leave in like the middle of the night, like oh. for months. And I'm like researching everything, like allergy shots and how do people like become immune. I to you one time when this was happening. Yes, because it was consuming me. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I told you all about it. Wow. And uh, he became immune. And a couple people had told me their experiences of becoming immune, either like their boyfriend or themselves. And I mean, That's obviously insane. we all live together now and he has no symptoms. Wow. I'm so, ready to take the take the leap. With the for a cat. Kitty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could also get a hypoallergenic type of cat. Oh, which really? Which would be like... A bangle cat. Cool. Um, but then I can't get it from the shelter, though. I know. Kind of. I know. Wanting to do the shelter. I know. Yeah. I got him from No Kill LA. Oh, you did? Oh. In, no um, way. Yeah. Really? He was a kitten. He was. I know. He was oh, two pounds in my hand. My he was the only kitten left. I'm like, he's mine. Totally. Um, but we have so many lives together as well. Really? That's what my whole session with Yarun was about, was me and Hudson. <laughs> He was my son in the lifetime where I was the author and I died really young and I promised him like, we'll always, I will, we will always be together. We'll meet again. And he was like five years old and holding my hand and leaving him was so hard. And I think, I mean, that was one lifetime of so many. So I always ask him through psychics and um, animal communicators like Hudson, tell me about our past lives. And he's like, no, I can't believe you don't remember. Like, I won't tell you. Really? And I'm like, why? And he's like, because you know, like, we've uh, had so many. And uh, he just rolls his eyes. I'm like, I, uh, I need to know. Might be too painful, too. I know. Oh, did he just be out? I know. I, th- I feel did, like, yes. Okay, okay. I'm not sure, though. I'm not the only person who heard it. I think yeah. he did. Hudson. He knows. You hear us. He knows. He's so wow, sweet. Wow, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. 
Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> my little mouse. <laughs> now I'm just staring at him. Literally. Everyone, okay, Hudson's moral of the story, right? everyone listening. I know. Get a cat. <laughs> ad- adopt it from a shelter. Yes. Like, save animal's life. There's no better feeling. Yes. Yeah, truly. Dog, cat whatever yeah so where can people find you and find you on tour at almost 30 podcast on instagram you can join the secret facebook group by searching secret almost 30 podcast facebook group it's just a community of women like jordan's um that connect and then almost 30 podcast.com almost 30 podcast on itunes soundcloud spotify google play stitcher and then i'm krista and i'm at hundred blog on instagram and I am at Lindsay Simsick. Lindsay with an E S I M C I K. Yes. Nice. So proud of you guys. Aww, thank, thank you for having us. So I happy mean, to have you on. Adore you so, so yeah, much. And so you proud guys. of you to know you and see your growth and seeing you happy and healing is like, there's nothing better. Truly. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode with Krista and Lindsay. Although I shouldn't be thanking you because these ladies are so awesome. This was just such a fun conversation to have. And I hope that you really enjoyed it because I enjoyed having them over. I enjoyed having this conversation. I really needed it. I was having a really low energy day. They came here. They really lifted my spirits. They're just such good people and the kindest hearted women, um, true friends. Like they check in on me when I'm sick. They have sent flowers to my home when I wasn't feeling well. Um, they just care and they really listen. And even though they were guests on my podcast today, today, they were curious about what's been going on with me and asking me just as many questions as I was asking them, as you could hear in this episode. I just think that they're so wonderful. I love to support wonderful women in this wellness space, wellness and spirituality space. It's so fun. Their podcast is awesome. Almost 30. Check it out. Also, huge shout out to our sponsors for today's episode. We have Silver Fern, amazing probiotics. You can use the code BLONDE at checkout with Silver Fern to get a huge discount. We also have the fabulous Daily Gem real food vitamin, where you can go to dailygem.co slash balanced blonde and use the code balanced blonde for 50% off of your purchase. And then we have our new sponsor, Living Proof, the natural hair care company that has the best dry shampoo you will ever try. Totally vegan, paraben free, all those good things. Um, Use the code BLONDE at livingproof.com slash BLONDE to redeem that one. And just so you guys know, all that info is always in the show notes. I don't expect you to memorize it or write it down. You're probably in the car or on a run or at work, who knows? And you probably don't have access always to go directly on the internet. So you can always find that stuff in the show notes, which is everywhere on iTunes. Um, always easy to find on thebalanceblonde.com slash podcast. You'll always find the show notes. Um, Lastly, join our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook to keep the conversation going. Um, Such amazing people from all over the world in that group. You're sure to meet some new friends. 
and I love interacting with you guys there. Um, Secondly, if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast, just head over to iTunes and leave your rating and review. Send me a screenshot to Jordan at thebalancedblonde.com and I will send you my Soul on Fire yoga ebook, which I'm always so excited about and just truly can't wait to connect with you guys further. I'd like to thank you myself, do all that good stuff. Um, Yeah, so thank you again for being here, listening to this episode, being in the tribe. Cannot wait to share with you guys next week's episode with Nicolette, the founder of the Gerson Therapy Nutrition Program that I'm going to be embarking on at the end of this month. And honestly, I'm just so grateful for all of you. As some parting words today, I will say go out into the world and perform some random act of kindness today. I don't know if I've done one today, but I try to do it every day at least once. What have I done today? I'm kind of like drawing a blank. It's the evening now, other than Hudson. I don't know if I've done any random act of kindness. So I'm going to go out into the world and do that this evening. That could be so much as just like completely smiling at a stranger, which I've definitely done. Saying thank you to somebody when you're feeling rushed at a grocery store or whatever. Um, just going out into the world and being your awesome selves. So love you guys. Soul on Fire Tribe. Talk next week and let me know what you thought of this episode. 